This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. This is Primetime on Football Friday. 1080 The Fan. We're going to ring that championship bell. 60 minutes. Let's open up the whole can of kick ass and kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. Ready? This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. On 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Hope you've been having a nice little Friday. It's raining out there, but uh, who cares? We're still here for you. Yeah, hanging out. We're on no matter what. Wearing our, uh, you know, our warm weather clothing. Dude, it's cold out there. I just got locked out. <laughs> I went to get a water. Yeah, you forgot to bring the uh, the keys. No, home. I had my fob, but it wouldn't work in the back, so I had to walk around to the front. Ah. And uh, it is cold out there. Yeah, it really snuck up. I This is the first time I've worn, like, a sweatshirt or pants in, like, six months. I know. Yeah, it kind of snuck up on me Well, this here we are. Yeah. Put away your shorts, homie. <laughs> well, why? Schultz's still wearing the, uh, the shorts. I have a feeling, this is just, I'm taking a stab in the dark. That uh, our part-time producer over here, uh, Jordan Schultz, Schultz is like to call him. I think he's a shorts year-round guy. You nailed it. Yeah. He you had, nailed it. He has the look. And uh, look, he, he wears a lot of uh, team-themed gear. And I've noticed that grown men that wear a lot of team-themed gear, think uh, dirt, think swag, they're shorts guys. He's not, he's not breaking out the pants unless there's some sort of funeral or potentially a better job than this interview that he's going to. Well, I've noticed, um, you know, me being from the Midwest, it gets butt cold. Yes. So the idea of shorts in the winter is just not a thing for us. Yeah. But I have noticed, been in the Northwest almost 25 years now, there are people up here, they sort of deny that it's cold. Yeah, they'll like, shrug it off. They just don't care. They they will wear shorts year-round. I'll walk... I'll walk my dogs in the morning, and it'll be pretty chilly and kind of that rainy, that misty. I call it the Scooby-Doo fog is out. And I'm bundled up because, well, it's cold as butt. And I am stunned at all the little uh, wieners, kids roaming around the neighborhood at the bus stops, every one of them, every single one of them in shorts. 
Yeah, they're taught that at a very young age here, I think. Yeah. You because see you see it with dads, too. Yeah, they're just out there cruising. But you can just tell. And I, I, I have just met Schultz over the last two weeks. But instantly when I look at him, I'm like, yeah, that guy's wearing shorts year-round. A lot of Blazer gear, a lot of Mariner stuff, a lot of team logo, a lot of shorts that go along with it. A quick sports fact that we will not have time to put in anywhere else on our program today. Okay. So I'm going to do it right now. Shove it in. Because I just saw this before the Hot 5 at 5. Um, I saw that Matt Stafford, do you know him, the quarterback of the Rams? I don't know him personally, but I am aware of him and his annoying wife, yes. So he threw a pick six on Sunday, last Sunday. Okay. His 29th career pick six. That's a lot of pick sixes. Can you guess? Oh, so he's tied for second. All time? All time, yeah. Well, since 1950. He has the second most pick sixes. Who do you think has the most, and who do you think he's tied with? Do you have a couple guesses? I don't know why this name popped into my head, but for, and it's probably a slide down. I don't know why. I just thought of Dave Craig for some odd reason. Not Dave Craig. I feel like Dave Craig, He does he hold the record for being sacked? I feel like Dave Craig has some sort of like infamous uh, record that you don't want. All right, so it's got to be someone that played. They're both really good. They're both really good. I was going to say, it's got to be someone that played a long time. Uh, mod, give me, give me, give me modern or, or ancient, uh, somewhere in between, not ancient, but not, not modern. really all that. I mean, modern sort of yes ish. Like, uh, Dan Fouts. I mean, they're modern Foutsy. uh, same era. Dan Marino, Dan Marino, Dan Marino tied with Matt Stafford with 29 career pick sixes would have never guessed Dan Marino. I would have gone with maybe like a, a Namath. Or, no. or like a Johnny Unitas, maybe something like that? Number one has 32. It's a lot of pick. And, and uh, he is more recent. I'm trying to think of someone who would have played a long time that threw a bunch of picks. Yeah, and was really good. Really good. Uh, like uh, Peyton Manning. Nope. Because he, he threw picks early. Uh, You're going to get this, I think. I'm going to get this. Yeah. All right, who had, oh, what about uh, Brett Favre? Yep, Brett Favre. That's right. Most okay. pick sixes. Well, that kind of – if you would have sat down and, and, you know, really thought that out, that Favre should have been the – Well, you did. Yeah, but that was – he should have been at the front of any list. Right. I don't know why his name didn't pop in my head right away, but, yeah, that guy's the definition yeah. of, of throwing bad interceptions. Also, for whatever reason, I'm, instead of – I don't know why I guessed Peyton. It should have been Eli. <laughs> I should have guessed Eli Manning. Yeah, it's just interesting. Brett Favre, Dan Marino, and uh, Matt Stafford, all excellent quarterbacks. I also feel like most pick sixes. Tony Romo threw a lot for some reason. It does I don't, seem like I that. don't know why. It's just, all right. just some guys right. some guys stick out in your mind and yeah. others don't. Right. Yeah, someone said uh, Dave Craig, they think, owns the record for fumbles. Oh, really? He's got some sort of... With his little cabbage hand? <laughs> well, a memory, Derek Thomas, I think, sacked him once like nine times. Yeah, I remember that. Which I think was the NFL record for most sacks by, seven, a, by a single player or something like that. And I was Derek Thomas, and I, I got to look it up. But I, I Rest in peace. Yeah, he died in, that, uh, he died in a car wreck. Car wreck, yeah. Kansas City, I remember, where, I remember where I was when that news broke down there. That was a big deal. That dude was the man dude, in Kansas City. He was... I don't know why. Like, we always, like, Lawrence Taylor is the best defensive player of all time. Most people throw that out there. And for whatever reason, like, Derek Thomas doesn't get, he just doesn't get brought up in that conversation, and he should. Because Derek Thomas was was the balls. Uh, Coming up in the club tonight, strangest things left in an Uber 2022 edition, and which states have the most dangerous animals. 
Uh, Joey Harrington, 530. We'll set your college football DVR next. Right now, the hot 5 at 5. Oh. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the hot 5 at 5. That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Had the fumble record. Number five. Now, no longer, Brett Favre. More fumbles, too. Brett Favre fumbled 168 times. And most pick sixes and most fumbles? Yeah. Dave Craig with his little baby hands, his little Kenny Pickett hands, 153. Damn. And by all accounts, Dave Craig, great guy. Uh, Texas Rangers, do you you know them? I am familiar with their body of work. Did you know they needed a new manager? I can't say that I did. I didn't either. Did you? No. I can't say that I followed. Name their last manager. No idea. The last manager I can didn't wasn't Gabe Kapler there for a little he bit. He was, yeah. But and that wasn't their last manager. And then I don't know if how long he was there, but he's my favorite manager, and that's Ron Washington. Uh, no, he was before Gabe <laughs> Kapler. Uh, I they feel like have, Ron Washington got another crack at that. Texas Rangers managers. Uh, don't know. Uh, Tony Beasley. Uh, I think he was interim. Oh, Chris Woodward. Was their latest was the guy they fired, what? and Beasley took over in the interim. Today, all this to tell you, uh, they have hired Number former four. Giants manager Bruce Bochy. Oh, he, remember him? He, yeah, he won three World Series. Yes, he's was, sixty-seven years old. Seems a bit. Uh, and he will take over the Texas Rangers. Wouldn't you feel that Bochy would have had a job if he wanted it by now? The dude won three World Series. No, that's a, that is kind of a weird one. But he's he was a hell of a manager. You know, hey, you know before not that young. You know before Woodward, the interim was Don Wakamatsu. Yeah, Wakamatsu was I, there. Yeah, he went three and seven. Yeah, yeah, Ron was there last in 2014. They've had a lot of interim guys. Buck Showalter was on that list. Uh, Trailblazer Shaden Sharp, one of uh, 14 NBA rookies to sign an endorsement deal with Nike today. Hey, there you go. Also signing are Jaden Ivy and Chet Holmgren. Um, Chet will be doing the Air Nike cast, sitting on the sidelines, not doing anything. Well, that could be kind of cool, though. You know, cool, build a, cool Nike build, cast. Build a commercial out of that. Well, there are a lot of athletes that get hurt. I right. had a nice debut. I saw for the Pistons. One and O Blazers hosting Phoenix tonight in their home opener. The Suns uh, rallied from twenty-two down to beat Dallas in their opener, so they are also one and O. It is a battle of unbeaten's tonight. <laughs> Toss out the records. You don't really have to because they're both unbeaten. Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins is out four to six weeks. Uh, he is having arthroscopic knee surgery. Boy, you were talking earlier about the Niners always being banged up. How yeah. about the backfield of the Ravens? Yeah, the last thing you want if you're a running back in college is to be drafted by the Niners or be drafted by the Ravens. You are going to carry the ball 700 times, and you'll have seven surgeries in your first three seasons. Uh, Raiders tight end Darren Waller is out. For their game against the Texans and Steelers corner uh, quarterback Kenny Pickett, they say has cleared concussion protocol, and uh, Mike Tomlin said he will start against Miami should that happen, and it did. So therefore, yeah. it is Kenny Pickett again for the Steelers. Baby hands and yep. not Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, it is most disappointing team in the NFL: uh, Denver Broncos, Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, I thought McDaniel's. Well, it's got to be Denver though. 
Because of the Russell Wilson thing. Yeah, I mean, but I thought the Raiders' hire was a good one. I thought McDaniels the second time around was going to be good, and he's and they, not really. And they went out, and they got another edge rusher, and, you know, they, they, they thought they were good to go. And, they're, I mean, Denver's 2-4. and four, the, the Raiders are 1-4. and four. I mean, I'm still going to go Denver just because of the Russ deal. Yeah. We didn't see that coming, man. I didn't see the Raiders being 1-4 and four either, but. I mean, everybody was talking about the uh, Broncos with the freaking Super Bowl. Yeah. They weren't no. doing that with the Raiders. No. The danger which was real, and now, not so much. All right, it is NLCS uh, Game 3 tonight. They are in Philadelphia, and right now the Phillies do have the lead on the Padres, one to nothing. Uh, they are in the... Appears to be top of the second. It's Ranger Suarez against Joe Musgrove. Um, the home run uh, so far, Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. Hit a bomb. Did he hit 1488 again? And that guy hits taters. The Phillies had two men on in the first, but uh, with nobody out, Musgrove got out of it. Yeah, Harper hit into a double play. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, the series is tied 1 1 for those not uh, following along. Uh, that's what's in, by the way. That's what's in. My Padres. Although. My okay. Yeah, I got my Padres hat on today. Yeah. Well, our Yankees uh, are down 2-0. And I know. It's going to be the Strohs. It feels man. like it's an inevitability. God, I can't say that. Let's say it. feels like it's inevitable. How about that? Why don't you say inevitability? Well, because it's inevitable. It feels like that the say Houston it. Astros, it's say inevitable it. that I'm not going to say that word. <laughs> it just doesn't it feel like the Astros are just that much better than everyone else. And it pains I don't want to admit that, but yeah. It's kind of true. Running back Christian McCaffrey is now a San Francisco 49er, you guys. He was traded by the Panthers for a second, third, fourth, and fifth-round draft pick today. That's a big haul for Carolina, um, who their GM, by the way, came out and said he still expects them to win, which is quite laughable as they take. Well, you have to say that. Yeah, but it's a nice haul for McCaffrey. This goes to show you there was probably a little bit of a bidding war there, and if you're the Niners... Uh, his deal isn't that bad. I mean, his contract in Carolina was an abomination because he kept getting hurt, but they had to pay all the guaranteed money. They get him for three more years, about $12 million per year, and none of it's guaranteed. So if this doesn't work out, they can get rid of him at any time. And when you look at their offensive weapons when healthy, boy, this is a nightmare scenario. You have maybe the two most versatile players in the NFL all on in one backfield, or you can split them out with Debo and McCaffrey. If he can stay healthy, and that is a big fat if, this 49er offense, when healthy, could be scary good. All right, we'll set your college football DVR coming up next, and then we'll talk to the birthday boy, Joey Harrington, 517 on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Each football weekend is a delicate balance. This is your fault. <gasps> you're costing me and you're ruining there'll be must-watch games as well as snoozers but you also have the honeydew list to tackle leave me alone i'm a happily married man there's no way you're happy you have two kids your wife is a disaster i'm going to take matters into my own hands i will show her this she will divorce you you will become my brother forever that's why isaac and Suk are here to set your dbr brought to you each friday by laurelwood brewing company bringing great food and award-winning beer to portland and beyond for 21 years all right, if you want cool, hot UCLA, Oregon opinions on the eve of the big game, uh, Joey Harrington will provide those in our next segi. Uh, but let's set your uh, college football DVR here tomorrow at 9 a.m. Um, there's a good one. There's a top 15 matchup between number five Clemson and number 14 Syracuse. And this may be, I mean, this is going to sound weird, but this may be Syracuse's biggest, or excuse me, Clemson's biggest test. I mean, after this, they get Notre Dame, which, whatever, Louisville, Miami, South Carolina. I mean, Syracuse is undefeated, and Syracuse over the last couple of years has been able to play with Clemson. They've had some close games, and, you know, Syracuse is undefeated, still only 14, not a lot of respect. Uh, their biggest game was last week. Uh, they played number, I think, 14 uh, North Carolina State and beat them 24-9. So, look, I'm not saying that Syracuse is going to beat them, but... Look, you can only play who you played, and so far Syracuse has looked really good, and it's not just their offense. Their defense has played well. I think Syracuse can keep this close, although Clemson has scored 30 points in every game, so their offense, which was much maligned last year, last couple seasons, it's gotten a lot better. I would like to, for a moment, talk about Dino Babers. Sure. Before we move on here, I want to read you his um, year-by-year record Mm -hmm. at Syracuse, okay? It's probably very Jekyll and Hyde. So four and eight, four and eight, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing they're probably at that point going. Ah, yeah, we got another. Is this the right yep. guy? Yep. Then he goes ten and three, and they win the Camping World Bowl. Oh, I mean, you put that on the mantle right there. That sweet trophy. So they probably I don't know his contract stitch, but they probably gave him a lifetime contract at that point. <laughs> like just oh my god, this guy's great. The Charlie Wise. So how much money do you need? Then he goes five and seven, one and ten. And five and seven. So now they're probably like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, why did we give him all that money? This year, six and oh. <laughs> what the hell? I think what you're seeing there is that a place like Syracuse, it's just, it's hard to get talent year in and year out. Yeah. That would be my guess. And so, like, a place like Syracuse, and I think Kansas falls into this, BYU falls into this. There are a lot of programs. You should learn to be patient because it's going to be hard year by year to put together you know, put together talent that can win in, in these Power 5 conferences. Now, I, I think you're hoping for maybe a little more consistency, but if you're expecting anyone at Syracuse or these schools to turn out nine wins every year, you're probably going to be very, very, very disappointed. But I'm looking back at this. So uh, 2017, uh, they were able to beat Clemson, and then they lost 23-27. Uh, and then in 2021, 14-17. I mean, there's a couple blowouts in there, but they've they've hung around Clemson a couple times over the uh, the last few years. Considering you know that Clemson isn't or Syracuse, I should say, 
isn't necessarily been a, a real powerhouse. We have nine unbeatens left in college football, and two of them uh, teeing off right there at 9 a.m. tomorrow on ABC. The only other 9 a.m. games worth noting, Iowa, Ohio State. Yeah, which whatever. You'll see if Iowa can keep that close for three quarters, but that'll be on Fox. They can't score. Kansas Baylor, ESPN2. Kansas catching 10. Any yeah. action? No. No. No, their defense got shredded last week, and yeah. their backup quarterback sucks. Still almost covered. I do like them, though. Uh, <laughs> things are trending up. Not a lot going on in the 9 o'clock early No, games. no. That's a lot. If you got something to do, even though it's raining, get it out of the way early because it's, uh, it's kind of a crappy it's a crappy run up until maybe 12, 1230. Why is Notre Dame playing UNLV? That's, I don't. That's weird. I don't know. Well, they you can't fault Notre Dame's schedule though. I mean, they they play no, that's true. They they play a good schedule. It's just that you know they, eventually you got to you got to ease up a little bit. Twelve thirty, UCLA Oregon top ten matchup. Fox, let's go. Also twelve thirty, LSU Ole Miss. I want to keep an eye on that. Some of us have money on Ole Miss, but game of the day. LSU's like coming around, huh? Well, with uh, Coach Brian Kelly there. I, I hate to say it because I hate Brian Kelly. But, yeah, it, it does appear a little bit that they got, it together. It, they got it together. But, remember, Tennessee two weeks ago hammered them. I mean, absolutely housed them. But before that, I think they had won like five in a row. They beat Mississippi State. They beat Auburn. And so it, it, it feels like maybe they got it pointed the right way. But they got Ole Miss and Alabama back-to-back. So we'll, we'll see here. Okay. Texas-Oklahoma State is top 20 matchup. Texas 20th. Oklahoma State 11th. That's also 1230 ABC. O- Oklahoma State had TCU. They had them dead to rights, and then they, boy, they gacked that one away. That's a big game there yeah. for the Big 12. Um, 4 o'clock, ESPN, another top 25 matchup. Mike Leach and Mississippi State get a crack at Alabama. Yeah, and I don't know. I Keep an eye on that. I, I think Mississippi State, I've seen them play a couple uh, couple times this year. And they're coming off a tough loss to Kentucky. Mississippi State can sling it around. They've got the they got that Will Rogers kid, and it's a good offense. And Alabama's defense right now is not clicking on all cylinders. So just keep an eye on that emotional loss coming off Tennessee. Do you see Saban talking about the defense was scared? He was saying that that he thought that they were too uptight and they were kind of intimidated by the the, the Tennessee environment. So. Whoa. I want to see if Alabama has a bounce back game here, or if maybe that defense gets exposed again. I think that's, I think that's an interesting one. Mississippi State before the end of the year will get an upset here. Well, the evening slate is not uh, that great this week. I don't know. Maybe they're clearing the. Are they clearing the deck for for baseball? I don't see a big five p.m. Uh, college football kick. The the biggest one would be on FS1. You got number seventeen Kansas State at number eight TCU. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying isn't a, isn't there normally a five o'clock big one like CBS one? But yeah, and I don't I, I don't see it. So nope. maybe it's a baseball or something. Well, but I think that's probably the the four o'clock ESPN is yeah that's yeah there's nothing. A B A the ABC game is Minnesota at Penn State yeah, at four thirty. There's just no feature games. No A so. and M South Carolina later. Yeah. So you got Colorado Oregon State that'll be a five o'clock. If you are a Beaver fan, you'll want to check that one out on Pac-12 Network. A big 23-point spread there. That tells you that they don't think that's much of a game. And uh, Pac-12 After Dark is Washington at Cal, 7.30 ESPN. Just keep betting the over on Washington. I've been doing it every week, and it's been cashing. The big one to me is still, it's it's right there, 12.30. Yep. UCLA, Oregon. I think these are the two best teams in the Pac-12. Uh, no offense to USC or Utah. I think this could be a, a rematch here or a preview to the rematch of the, the Pac-12 title game. 
This is strength on strength. Everything you could want. I, I love this matchup. Very excited for yep. it. Yep, 12.30 is your key window tomorrow. Setting your college football DVR served by uh, Laurelwood Brewing Company, bringing great food and award-winning beer to Portland and beyond for 21 years. Check out their daily happy hour, and while you're there, throw some axes with Celtic Axe. Let's get Joey Harrington in here. We'll wish him a happy birthday, and we'll see what uh, he's thinking about Oregon-UCLA tomorrow. Uh, we'll do that next. But first, Jordan with SportsCenter. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, here's our friend Joey Harrington as we get set for Oregon UCLA tomorrow. First of all, sir, happy birthday to you. (laughs) Well, that's very kind. Thank you. You're welcome. You think the Lions are going to win one for you on uh, Sunday? No. No. (laughs) What what does that have to do with anything? (laughs) Well, no, I don't. I don't think the Lions are ever going to win anything. But what? Why? Why oh, the question? I thought they may do it for you. Yeah, it's like kind of a it's win, a win one for the Gipper sort of thing, you know? <laughs> oh, oh right. I thought the I thought the Gipper actually had like a positive experience with the said organization. <laughs> well, well, but he died, and you haven't yet, so you got that on, you know. And, and you know, Reagan didn't play you or anything, but you know, there's still time for a political leader to play the Joey Harrington story. And there's apparently time for me to die. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it all just kind of works out. Yeah. What are you doing for your birthday? I uh, just got some friends coming over for pizza in a little bit. Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. A little pizza party? Yeah, you know, a little pizza party. You know, so we'll go to Chuck E. Cheese a little later. And, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you're like a 12-year-old. You know, maybe. <laughs> going to the rat's nest? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's been a pretty, pretty mellow day. A little coffee with the missus. I, uh, I, we were, I might've stayed back in Atlanta for a couple of days afterwards, uh, after last weekend to play some golf with my cousin. So that was kind of, you know, like the birthday, yeah. the birthday shindig. Well, and at, at our age, let's be honest, isn't, yeah, we don't, our, our birthday is a little overrated at that point. Like have the idea of having a party. Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's a difference between having a party 
and just getting together with some friends. Exactly. I mean, you know, sometimes you need you need an excuse just to, like, everybody's so busy with kids and school and work and, you know, all this stuff. Like, you almost need like that type of excuse just to get together with the friends that you would hope to see on a normal basis. And so that's just kind of what we're doing. There you Having go. a pizza party. What were you doing out in Atlanta? I saw that on Twitter. Was that for your foundation? Well, that's because I'm a Twitter fool. I mean, I, I am a – I'm not sure if you knew, but I'm actually a um, – What's the word called? An a influencer? Are you a troll? <laughs> influencer, yes. Oh, yes, no. yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, I, no, we went out for a friend's wedding. So when I was with the Falcons, my wife um, worked at Emory doing cardiac transplant and um, made a really good friend there who they've stayed in contact for the last, gosh, what, 13 years? And she got married this weekend. So okay. we went out there and uh, caught the Falcons game and showed the kids where mom and dad first moved after they got married and then i said see i'm sticking around to play some golf cool now did they contact you at all about being the celebrity guest picker this week uh no 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 that would um that would require you fulfilling the um the the first criteria of that uh phrase which would be celebrity i think that star has has no let's be honest like that like that i appreciate the thought but like Sabrina is absolutely the perfect person to choose for that for that uh, for that role. I mean, she's current. She's um, she's national. She's an incredible representative of our university. And and they rarely, at least from what I've seen as of late, choose football people to fill the role. I've seen like Luke Bryan or somebody, you know, a country singer do it, and you know, it, it's. It's the perfect representation of our university. Um, and, I, and I could not be happier that they made that choice. There were quite a few of us. Again, you know, remember, I'm an influencer, right? And so I did my Twitter influence thing yeah. and, you know, sent out to Game Day and ESPN that you need to choose Sabrina. Apparently, uh, Coach Graves had already done that, so I think maybe he had a little more sway than I did. Oh, good. Well, we had Reese Davis on earlier, and he was we were asking him about that, like how you pick them, and he was like, you'd be surprised, you know, because, you know, they don't know where they're going until like six days ahead of time, and so all these celebrities, or quote-unquote celebrities, all have busy schedules, and he said they get turned down all the time because they just, they want to have these people, but they just can't make it work. So, um, yeah, I just wondered if maybe you were on their list, and albeit down a few, yeah, but, you know. but still <laughs> now, on it. Now, now, let's just say that that point right there in a back uh, in a backhanded kind of way reinforces the point which i made from the beginning i got nothing but time on my hands boys i mean like literally i talk to you every friday i mean what the hell am i doing i got a soccer game tomorrow like hey yeah well on that note yeah sorry part of being a celebrity guest picker is just being available okay and joey's available showing up but you're right sabrina was like (laughs) i just picture joey now like side stage like like Hey, if she doesn't show up, I'm, well, she, he I'm did, here. Reese, uh, Reese I'm Davis here. did say that for a huge Ohio State-Michigan game yeah. in 2016, they everybody just didn't, like whoever they had didn't show up or they just had all these problems. They literally pulled Orlando Pace off of the sideline yeah. right before the segment to be their celebrity <laughs> guest picker. Someone so was like, hey, Orlando. If you're down there tomorrow, you, know, <laughs> you never know. Sabrina's flight just ha- gets to Just have a sign out there like, you know, <laughs> game day, I'm ready. <laughs> you know, it's, 
you know, maybe like a name tag, sort of like you like get one of those big cutouts of your head so you're easily spotted. Mm-hmm. Hey, is that yeah. Joey Hi, my Harrington? Name is Joey, I'm available for guest picker. <laughs> yeah. Someone in the crowd's like, is that Joey Harrington holding a big giant head of Joey Harrington? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be actually awesome. That would be. So guessing, uh, I don't know, what do you expect tomorrow? I'm guessing we expect this to be a lot of fun and a lot of points. You know what? I'm really curious to see how the weather plays into this. I'm going to be honest, right? Because how many times have you seen the UCLA teams or whether it's US, you know, whatever warm weather team come to Austin in a, in a, you know, in a crummy weather environment. And if you put that, or I say combine that with what is the best, the best rush offense, in the conference. I mean, they got, look, the, the way Oregon is running the football, this could be the setup for like the perfect, I don't say the perfect storm, but the perfect situation, right? A, a stout Oregon run defense. The defensive line is playing tremendous. The, the linebackers, no Sewell is doing a wonderful job. They're, they're a good defense stopping the run. They're less good stopping the pass this year, but if the weather is, is going sideways, UCLA isn't going to be able to throw the ball as well, right? I think this is going to be a, one of those weather contingent type of games that, that determines how, how each team attacks it, I think. Yeah, I can see that. You know, it's, it, it is definitely one of those that if you were going to say there's one advantage, because it's the number one, number two rush offenses, like points-wise, like it's, it's pretty equal. They both have very good run defenses. In fact, I think it's one, two run defense in the conference. The only real statistical big advantage that if you want to try to pull it out of, it's it's the fact that Oregon secondary hasn't been very good. But you're right that if it is a rainy, nasty day and you take away that advantage, I, I do think that that is, I'm not going to say you're handicapped in UCLA, but I do think that that does minimize what might be the one clear advantage on paper. Right. I mean, that, that that's I would say that's that's the that takes it in my mind from being a 40. 42-38 type of game to a, you know, 27-21 type of game. Yeah. A game that, that may be dominated on the ground, you know, and when you factor in a little bit of inclement weather, you factor in the home crowd, you know, that, that could be something that swings things in the, in the Ducks' favor. Not to say they couldn't win a, a game straight up, you know, in, in a 72 and sunny type of way, but I think this is something that could, that could make it, uh, it tipped the scales, you know, fairly significantly. And see, I'm I'm picking Oregon simply because of the home, the the home field advantage. One, Austin is just a, it's a brutal place to play. If you look at their record over the years, and maybe take out like the the you know when they had the awful you know one Helfrich year. If you look at the years over the last fifteen when Oregon has been a you know an eight plus win team, they don't lose many at Austin. And just right. in general, the Pac-12. Like when you look through the history of these top ten or like these kind of game of the year matchups, I mean it's overwhelming. I, I think I saw like in the last eleven of these top ten matchups, the home team has won straight up ten of them. Like I think think you know in college football, it's really hard to win on the road, especially in the Pac-12, and I, I, that to me is is the biggest advantage in, in a game that is to me on paper so equal. I don't think you can overstate the home field advantage enough. I, and I'm I'm. I will say I'm pleasantly or hopefully optimistic, right? I mean, let's be honest. Autzen 
pre-COVID had kind of fallen into a little bit of a slump, right? It, it, there was there was talk about the student section leaving early. There's, you know, there there were, you know, the the sellout streak was broken. Not that Austin was any or was ever an easy place to play, but there was discussion about how it was may not have been quite what it used to be. From what I saw against Stanford, that student section that was there early that stayed the entire i mean i was looking at pictures from the start of the game from uh, the start of the third quarter and then even the start of the fourth quarter when you know the game was well in hand but that student section was there the crowd was there there was an energy that that i i feel like has has been missing maybe for a few years and and that that could be a i mean this could be a great i want to say a coming out party but let's just call it a reemergence for Autzen Stadium, for Dan Lanning, for this team that that's really starting to. After, I mean, we'll call it a debacle in Georgia. This is their opportunity to reestablish themselves. That this is a top ten team. That Bo Nix is, you know, call him a dark horse for the Heisman, and that this is a team that you, you don't want to face later in the year, especially at Autzen. Yeah, I think you're right about some of the juice, and some of that probably had to do with just the offense the last couple of years, it was just really tough to, it just wasn't a lot. It just wasn't exciting under Cristobal, but now it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think people, and, and it's, it's a blessing and a curse that Oregon fans have been spoiled for the better part of the last 25 years with exceptional offensive football. Right. And if it has, if it hasn't been exceptional offensive football, it's been exceptionally exciting. Right. Even, you know, when Chip Kelly was was scoring a bunch of points, they were blowing people out. and It was fun to watch when we were having, you know, struggles on offense. We're playing these close games at barn burners. You had to stay till the end. Like there's there's always been a reason to be excited. And you're right. The last couple of years, you know, pre-COVID and, and, and then especially with no fans, obviously, in the in the stands. And you combine that with with Mario's blah sort of offense <laughs> you know the the look you know looking back and seeing what justin herbert potentially could have been had he been allowed to truly explode like in, in the way that that san diego and, and joe lombardi is using them i mean there, there's all sorts of uh, reasons for why things kind of mellowed out but yeah I, I think it's it's realistic to think that kenny dillingham that coach landing that the you know the students being excited about it again i i, I think this this could make you know, a rain, a rain-soaked game with you know the UCLA, the LA, you know the warm weather LA kids coming up to town. This could make for a great atmosphere. All right, I have a couple more questions for you. If you can stick around, do you got time? I know it's your birthday and pizza's coming. And well, you know, but uh, you know, I, I, I can do it for you guys. I okay. Guess. All right, great. We'll make it quick. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, it, we, we're running up against it anyway. <laughs> I as always usual. have time for you guys. All right, more with Joey Harrington coming up next on the fan. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, back with Joey previewing uh, Oregon-UCLA. Um, I wonder what you think about the quarterbacks in this game, uh, Joey. Who, who's the better quarterback going into this game? Hmm. Right now? Um, I mean, I, having not been around either of them, looking from a statistical explosive you know call it national bias um i i I think the country would say thompson robinson right now i I think they'd say dtr 
But I think also part of that is because they still have the image of what happened against Georgia in their mind for Bo Nix, right? Yep. You know, it, that, 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 that's a tough thing to shake. That, that's a tough thing. If you're going to say, you know, choose one quarterback who's been better this season, and, and you look what Dorian Thompson, Thompson Robinson has done, and you look at what Bo Nix has done, Bo Nix has got a big old goose egg right there at the start of the season, right? That not only is it a goose egg, it was a national public goose egg. Now, give him, I mean, as much credit as, as, as I, I can't think of a player offhand who has had that kind of start and then rebounded in the way that he has. Now, those of us who have sat and watched it game by game can say, man, Bonex is playing out of his mind and is playing as well as any quarterback in the country. But if you're asking from the, the national perspective or the national narrative, they're going to go with DTR because, uh, you know, not everybody in the country watches Oregon every week. And when they had a chance to see Oregon, they saw the start that Bo Nix had against Georgia. Well, and if you want to look at their numbers, just so DTR is uh, he's 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns, two picks. Bo Nix is 1,500 yards with 12 touchdowns, three picks. Both have been effective running the ball. I think Bo Nix uh, slightly less yards, but more touchdowns. I mean, it's you look through their stats; it, it is it is honestly flip a coin. I mean, they are they are neck and neck, and are leading the two best offenses in the Pac-12. So, you know, it's it's funny you talk about that goose egg that that they laid at Georgia, but you know, you can bring up UCLA at the start of the year easily, and I mean easily could have dropped one to South Alabama, and oh. if if they do that, then Again, the this isn't a conversation. Yeah, we're having you know, a this, this isn't even, yes. I mean, this isn't even this isn't isn't even debatable. Yeah, you know, a goose egg to Georgia versus losing to South Alabama completely changes the narrative in this. And if you're asking me who I want right now, who would I take? I'll take Bo next any day of the day, any day of the week and twice on Sunday because of the way that he's responded, because of the adversity that he has gone through. We spent the so so we went to Atlanta this last weekend, but our our friend's wedding was in Auburn. I was on campus at, at Auburn there listening to what they taught, were saying about Bo Nix and the horrific, like, no-win situation that this guy was in. And they were all so happy that he's landed in the place where he can simply just, you know, it's, it's what they talk about when an NFL quarterback, you know, goes to somewhere and gets a fresh start. What Bo went through in Auburn to still be able to come out and play the way that he is right now, my God, what a, what a resilient kid that guy is. And I want that guy under center for me. Yeah, I'm not – I'm not too familiar. What do you mean? What he what he went through? Like, what is it that we like? If for those that don't know what he went through at Auburn, what is it? Well, he was a legacy well, kid there, and then yeah, exactly. it kind of it, he just it, just he, getting benched. He got it didn't he didn't live up to the you know there was a lot of pressure, and so people started tearing him apart when he wasn't the second coming of Jesus. Right. His dad was a quarterback at Auburn when he came and he started his first game against Oregon and he went out on. Yeah, and, and he beat the Ducks in his first game. And then you switch coordinators. And then you, you, you're you young. You're a freshman, so you play up and down. And then because you're not as good as your dad, or you're, you're not a you – know, we've talked about it. He was a five-star kid coming out, and he had a couple bad games. And so literally his hometown turned on him. Yep. And then he gets hurt. And then he comes back and plays well. And it's this up-and-down roller coaster of coaches and injuries and criticism and trying to live up to a legacy that no, no 18-year-old kid could deal with so to get out and get a fresh start and do what he's done the last month 
here in Eugene, I'm so happy for him. Yeah, they were they were ready to break out the pitchforks and the torches to come for him, and and he was the fault why Auburn wasn't why Auburn wasn't a, a national title contender. But it's it's fun because you can you know this is such a a good matchup because we just got done talking about what Bo's been through. I'll go with DTR as well, who was a he was supposed to be the savior of that program, came in and was not. In fact, he struggled and there were a lot of same thing with UCLA fans that are like why are they sticking with this kid like he can't throw the ball he's just an athlete that runs around they weren't very good and he took a lot of crap and remember his dad was being critical of Chip Kelly and he had to deal with that and here DTR is like as a basically as a fifth year starter and now all of a sudden he's finally kind of emerged from it so I think like it's it's just these teams are mirror images of each other including their quarterbacks who have both uh, come in with high pedigrees, failed to live up to it, and now have come out the other side and are really experiencing some success. Oh, and by the way, UCLA has Oregon's old coach. Yeah, I mean, it's... How about that? <laughs> There's that whole thing, which yeah. we haven't even talked I about. I know, yeah. that's hey, awesome. Hey, welcome back, Chip. Well, and yeah, like, and he's beloved here. I mean, there is well, just... He should be. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, I, I still feel like Oregon fans are going to have a hard time Dan Lanning's got this thing pointed in the right direction, and it's got some juice back and some excitement. But I don't, I don't know if you're ever going to match what what Chip Kelly did here over whatever it was four seasons. That was, I mean, that was incredible. And I don't, I don't know how you duplicate that. Well, I, I don't think you can because if you're speaking, because what Chip did, and it's not just you know his seasons as a head coach, but his his time as an offensive coordinator under Bilotti. Chip truly, and, and this isn't an over-exaggeration, he revolutionized the game of football. Like He changed the way defenses play. He changed offensive. Like Think about the, the history, the four horsemen, you know, you were talking about the Gipper and the you know, win-win for the Gipper. He literally changed how the game of football was played. That, that's not something you can duplicate. Um, unfortunately, he didn't come out on top you know, in, in his national championship bid. Yeah. But that's not to say that what he accomplished here wasn't spectacular. Yeah, and he's also responsible, let's call it. I mean, he's responsible for their second, you know, bid at the the national championship, too, in the Heisman Trophy. I mean, it was Helfrich riding what Chip had built. And he was the right guy at the right time. And, you know, some of that has changed now with the tempo and all that. But you're right. He, you know, he came in and, and that was different. I remember everyone in the country were talking about when you played Oregon, you had to do extra conditioning. And it led to a, a run of guys from Gus Malzahn to, to Jimbo to doing it to some of the SEC guys modernizing their offenses. Everyone had to get on board running tempo and um, kind of the no huddle thing. I, I remember that, this thinking from coming from BYU, what a weird concept that was to never be in a, in a huddle in college football. And that's, that's like some, some Jim Kelly Buffalo Bill stuff. And now look at him. You know what I... And you know what I just learned a couple weeks ago? You know those giant those signs that they'd make and hold up on the sideline? Yeah. They didn't mean anything. Really? Nothing. Really? Not a thing. Not a damn thing. <laughs> they put whatever they want up there, like a picture of Lee Corso, and, and it was all a decoy because somebody else over here was actually signaling the play. No kidding. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Where'd uh, you so there's learn- your nugget for the week. Where'd you learn that from? I could tell you, but I have to kill you. Yeah, I understand. I bet I know one of those. I'm gonna if I if I guess it, would you tell us? 
Actually, I don't know that I can even remember who told me to be honest. Oh. oh, well, damn, that's no fun. I thought it was Mariota. I thought, like, for some, you were in Atlanta uh, uh, last week, and I figured maybe it was Mariota told you that. But that's interesting. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I just, maybe I had a, that, that might be true. You never know. Yeah, but that's what it was. That's cool, though. Yeah. Uh, you know you share a birthday uh, with Kim Kardashian? Did you know that? Uh, I did not. I, I, I bet Joey's a big Kim Kardashian guy. I'm sure he's watching, you know, or, or influencer stuff Co- all the cooler time. To sh- well, you are an influencer, and so is she. So you have that in yeah. common. Cooler to share a birthday with her or Judge Judy, because you share a birthday with both. Ooh. Do I have to choose one? <laughs> How about it's cooler that I share a birthday with uh, Ella and Eva Gleason, my my best friends, oldest Aww. twin daughters who live down the street and just happen to be born on my birthday. So Cute. there you go. Oh, him, feel good him being wholesome. Well, we'll be uh, on the lookout for more uh, influencing from you on social media. Uh, can't wait for tomorrow. Should be good, huh? So uh, have a good weekend. I will. I will. Yep. I'll see you guys. Happy birthday. Thanks. Yeah, enjoy the pizza party. There he is, Joe Harrington. Uh, each Friday here on our show, he's brought to you by uh, Mods PDX. The future of building is here. Um, all right, I want to. Before we go, I want a prediction from you. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow? Well, like I said, I, I think it's a total toss-up. I'm strictly going with because Otson and the weather. I'm going to go Oregon, and I will go 38-31 duckies. Mm, they cover. They cover. All right. Well, because I, I picked Oregon. So. Right, so you got yeah, to get the cover. I got to get the cover in. But if I'm not doing I'm honestly, I think I'll go more like 34-31. I think it's a field goal game. All right, Club 1080 is next. Strangest Things Left in an Uber, 2022 edition, when we return on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.